Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. Well, howdy, howdy, all. This is Jonathan Lofi with No Life Fresno, and I'm here with my friend Brandon Freeman in my backyard. Um, oh, this is your backyard. This is our backyard. <laughs> um, Brandon Freeman is a multi instrumentalist, uh, does solo stuff, uh, band at Cloud Ship. And other bands that I, I'm curious to find out about because you do a lot of things. Um, so, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank yeah, you for man. speaking with me. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so, starting off, what is your relationship with Fresno and how long have you been here? Me and my mom moved from Pasadena to Fresno um, when I was about three, four years old. She, um, she was going to school here. Um, and yeah, I've been here ever since. I'm okay. Um, I've been here ever since. Um, I spent a lot of time in Southern California, um, especially in my early childhood and my childhood, because, you know, me and my mom, we didn't really have a support system down here, so, mm -hmm. or up here, rather. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, I would cross the grapevine every Friday, you know what I mean? It's like, hop in the car, let's go, you know, we, we would, like, we would go to my grandmother's church in San Bernardino on Sundays. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, you know, we would, yeah, we would bounce out, but, um... I, you know, grew up here, went to school here, you know, made all my friends here and whatnot. I just always, I guess, had, you know, some different tendencies just because of all my influences that were more near and dear to me. Like, my family and whatnot were definitely not in Fresno, per se. Um, a lot of, like, you know, like, my, my probably my favorite uh, member of my family is my grandfather in Kansas City. Uh, but, yeah, I would spend every summer in Kansas City. Um... A lot of different influences from different places, but I mean, sure. I'm a Fresno cat. You know what I mean? It's five five nine since the two oh nine. I remember my first phone number was two oh nine two two nine nine eight eight one. That was like when did that switch? Was that like the nineties? I don't even remember, bro. To be honest with you, I have no idea when they switched <laughs> it. Like, and it was funny, you know what I mean? Because you had like gangster fools with you know big ass two oh nine like across <laughs> their stomach. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, like, oh, you live in Modesto? No, Fresno. <laughs> I think Modesto or Merced still those has the two oh nine. Those cats are still around, and it's funny because I'm like, look, all you have to do is just amend your tattoo with the words five five nine cents. You know what I mean? And then it all makes sense again. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't old enough to get that kind of tattoo back in the day. Sure. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, when that, that was a little bit before the day of, like, uh, usernames and shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, be free 209. You know what I mean? Now nah, I can't change it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, Fresno. It's my hometown. Um, the music scene here is had a huge impact on me. I mean, obviously. Um, I started playing around like bars and shit like that when I was, uh, I don't know, I have to say like 18. Yeah. Some, something like that. I played uh, I played in a reggae band called Matty Rutz with uh, Blake Reynolds. Um, at one point, at one point, I was, uh, I was Aesop's bass player for a band that he put together. Um, yeah, started off in bass, but I've always been a singer. 
um, and now I play drums and sing is my main thing. So like all these, like, you know, I've, I've seen you play drums, keyboards, sing, play guitar, songwrite. Um, what, what was your first thing that you started with and like, what inspired you to do that? Singing, definitely oh. singing. Um, I, I only wanted to sing because my mom, my mom used to sing when we were rolling around town or whatever. And she would just sing along with all of the songs on like B95, uh -huh. you know what I mean, and shit like that. Um, and she would sound perfect, like she would be on pitch, you know, she would sound exactly like the people on the radio. And I wanted to learn how to do that too. So I just started singing along with stuff, you know, exactly like my mom would do. I, I just kind of realized that right now, actually. Yeah, I would just sing along with songs because that's what my mom did. It's not even I wanted to be a singer. I would just do exactly what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and then I guess my friends started telling me that I was actually good at singing. Uh, so I kept doing it, and here I am, uh, doing it for 28 years. So you're saying, you know, your first instrument is your voice, and you're inspired by your mother. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I remember you know, maybe people in the audience could relate to this. Like, when I started playing music, it was because I saw my sister playing guitar. And I, it's like when you see like a friend or a family member, someone that you really admire, like doing something that's like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it just lends itself to like go that direction. I, I would imagine. Um, I so. did a lot of stuff. My mom, my mom did like. Uh, <laughs> it actually has brought me um, no shortage of benefits. Just kind of doing what I saw my mom's do, man. And she would always eat salads. You know what I mean, so I was the only kid who was just man. I would I would tear vegetables up, bro. Like we would, <laughs> we would go to like Golden Corral or Hometown Buffet, yeah. and I would just get these mountains of lettuce and tomato and cucumber and olives and yeah, that was that was me, bro. I was I was the weird one. I loved vegetables, man. That's, That's awesome because I remember yeah. like growing up, like I was more of a fruit person. But as I got older, I was like, oh, vegetables are like, vegetables are where it's at, yeah. bro. Like I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a vegan or anything like that, but. Like vegetables, man. Veggies. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, inspired by my mom to sing. Um. So how many? You've been involved in lots of bands. You're in, you know, the band that I, you know, it's one of your main flagships. Mm -hmm. Um. Called Flagship, but uh. Yeah. How many projects are you involved currently right now? How many projects? So I have Cloud Shit, which is, you know, my main thing. Um, you mean like projects or like actual bands or just how many different things it, am I Whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about. Oh yeah, I mean Cloud Shit, obviously. Um, and then I have, um, we're doing June 25th with uh, my band Crewmatic. That is like a hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, rock band. Yes, we do play all of those things at once. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm working with a boy, uh, my, my boy rather. Uh, his name is uh, Catch Benavido. He's a really dope MC, one of the best I've ever heard, actually. Uh, the way he puts words together is really um, really unique and special. Um, and I'm glad to be working with that cat, actually. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll be doing that at Fulton 55. And that's um, that's kind of music that I've always wanted to make. Like I feel like it's... Like, we're like the roots meets Portugal the man, okay, kind of thing. Um, so there's that. There's chromatic, 
and then um, I have a solo project that I'm working on that's kind of a unique direction that I keep to that project and that name which is uh, Satoshi um, that one is my like experimental R&B trip hop kind of side that is just always a part of me but that I that is you know just kind of sleeps you know lies dormant sometimes but yeah. every now and then it's like everything inside of me wants to listen to sneaker pimps and make like lo-fi just chill music and you know just singing falsetto you know what I mean and like make baby making music sometimes <laughs> so that's what I do with Satoshi um then I have my trio which is just me um, when I when I like my, my solo stuff when I'll play acoustic at Lucy's or whatever mm -hmm. so my trio is just me doing exactly that with a bass player and a drummer behind me that's it you know so no real changes um yeah um I'm the drummer for a band called Moon Trail like a psychedelic hippie metal band um but we're pretty sporadic and uh yeah that's it for now so um that's all fucking amazing uh, <laughs> to be able to you know just do all that that's that's incredible um speaking of cloud chip though like you're you know you're one of your you know, I would imagine it's is that your baby? Would you is that something? Is I don't know. I don't really have babies. Okay. It's weird because it's all my baby. and Music is my baby. Sure. Um, I mean, cloud cloud chip is my main endeavor. Sure. Um, that's absolutely the case. Um, but I mean, yeah. Like as far as like this one's my baby or that one's my baby. Like it's not really a thing like that because. I, I don't know. I guess I pour them all into all of it. That's like I actually yeah, that makes more sense now because you know in my head like how I've always done shows or something is like it's like this is one thing and then this is yeah. and then you're, like, so I'm coming from a place where like my lens is thinking something it's great to see so like no I don't this is not how I see it I think that's awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I have long since realized that I'm not going to be happy making one kind of music doing any other kinds of music um i'm just i'm just not it, it, that that's not how i've ever wanted to work and so you know as far as it you know all the different projects that i have being different things um i'm also working on a, another solo metal project called felnius um i've had i've had a i've had a metal project written for like a decade now man um you know <laughs> what i mean i'm just awesome. yeah like i just don't you know, I don't know. I, I have I have entirely too many ideas to like pigeonhole myself or stick myself to one thing. So yeah, I don't really have a baby, but I, I would say Cloud Trip is definitely my number one thing, and it's definitely taken me the furthest. It's definitely um, the thing that I've worked the hardest on. That is all absolutely sure. Um, it's the thing that I'm the proudest of, um, and it's the thing that taught me the skill set that I have um, today. I learned how to play drums for that band, and now I was, I'm, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty decent drummer. I, I mean, at least at least I think so. I don't know, uh, but I mean, I other mean, people I, have other people have told me so as well. So I, I mean, I think you're a great drummer. Thanks. Um, so, what was the evolution of Cloudship, and how did that start? Cloudship's evolution is crazy because it goes back to when um, when John was playing in a uh, before Perils, and I knew everybody in that band. 
um, was my homies, and I really, really loved the music. I would go to every Before Apparel show I could get to, man, it just rocked the hell out. Um, so I've been, you know, I was hanging out with them, you know, but I, I, I knew, I knew John for a while, um, and Benny, because they played in a, like Gods and Kings and whatnot, and I was in other bands, you know, just around. So I, I knew who they all were, and I, uh, Edson, I played in a band called Life at Twilight with way back in the day, and then a couple other bands since then. He's actually the drummer in my trio right now. Um, ah, yeah, so one day I was getting kicked out of an apartment because my roommate went all weird on me. And uh, John had a big-ass white van that uh, he would tour around in and uh, would, would before perils. So I hit him up. I'm like, hey, man, you still got that white van? He's like, yeah, what's <laughs> up? I'm like, I need help moving stuff out of my apartment. I just got kicked out. He was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll come help you. So he rolled up, you know, we moved all my stuff. And then I was like, well, what you doing? Like nothing. What you doing? Nothing. All right. Well, let's jam, man. We've been jamming ever since. So was it? Um, we didn't want to hire other people because we were all, well, both rather, in bands with just a ton of other people, and it and it just always it takes a toll, man. Being in a band with a bunch of people, yeah. Because you have so many people to contend with, and so many ideas that you have to consider, and so many cooks in the kitchen, and it's just crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus yeah, you got yeah. two cats. And he had this, uh, he had this, um, Krumar bass pedal. I think it's the, I think it's the first model that they made, actually. Um, it's an analog bass synth, and the keys are big enough to step on. So he sits down, and he plays bass with his foot, and he plays guitar. Um, and I was doing percussion and singing, and I was also using, uh, touch instruments on the iPad, which I still do today. Um, but we were playing, like, indie folk stuff. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't very full, and it was it was very subdued and very, uh, I don't know, very Americana, artsy fartsy kind of stuff. And the further we went, the more we just kind of had more and more varied musical influences and wanting to try more different things. Yeah. So I mean, each each project you hear a culmination of us learning new skills and acquiring new gear literally every project um and so it it, it kind of just never sounds the same from from you know from from record to record which is i think really cool because we don't pigeonhole ourselves um we've basically turned into like a like a prog rock Americana band with like pop tendencies. Yeah, I think what's, I, I think it's really cool, you know, to see your brain operate and your bandmates' brain mm -hmm. operating. Where it's like, you know, we're not gonna have these parameters. We're just gonna see what happens and then go yeah. with it. And I, I think that's probably what lends, like, why you just stick to the duo. Yeah. Because um, you know, <laughs> I've been in bands right. and it, it, yeah, it's like. It, Depending on how that situation is communicated from the beginning, things can get really weird. Um. It's rough, man. <laughs> you know, it gets really rough when you're dealing with just so many people. And I mean, we've gotten to the point now to where we have a name and we have a draw. So we, mm -hmm. you know, we can demand as much money as, you know, a five-member band or whatever. And that shit splits nice down the middle, man. Real nice, baby. So it's... That's, I mean, I think it's a really good setup. Um, it's lucrative, man. Yep. People ask me how I can afford a two-bedroom apartment in California with a dog and a wife. I'm like, I got the setup, dog. 
I do I have a nice setup man it's fun and I'm trying to get you know more things going you know I uh, there's a dude named Naveen Naveen Copperweiss he's a drummer in a band called Entheos um, but he's done a bunch of other stuff he used to uh, he used to drum for uh, Animals as Leaders uh, he did a Whitechapel record he's done a bunch of stuff but um I was just looking at what he has going he is one of the only musicians that I know that are sponsored by two just completely like different kinds of instrument companies. He's sponsored by Ibanez Guitars and Tama Drums and Minel Cymbals and Pro Mark Sticks and Evans Drum Hits. Like, and I'm like, this dude is crazy. Like, he, he you know, he, he, does what, he does what I do, just that, I mean, a much higher level, obviously. Um, well, nah, nah, he just has more exposure, but whatever. Um, He's a way better drummer than I am, though. He like he he does like technical death metal type stuff, and it's dope. But and he he also writes and plays all the guitar, and he's sponsored and he tours the world with his band and whatnot. But it's still not his main form of income. He yeah. does like big installs for big companies and whatnot, you know, stuff like that. So I mean, it's music related, you know what I mean? Because he knows his gear and whatnot, and so he just does all that kind of stuff um, in the in the Pacific Northwest area, but. I said all that to say I'm I'm kind of over the, the the notion of having music be my like sole supplier of money, you know what I mean? And I and I don't know I don't know why I ever thought that that was a good idea because you should always stay diverse. I, I guess I guess I just it wasn't even that that was really a part of like like a parameter so much as I wanted to make enough music to make make enough money with music to support myself. I don't care about having other streams of revenue. In fact, now that I'm a grown ass man, I realize that it's got to happen. You know, I've been updating my resume and whatnot, which is really cool because looking at my resume, I'm realizing that I have a good one, which is weird because, I don't know, maybe I got self-esteem problems or something, but I never thought my resume would look like it does when I'm looking at it right now. It's dope. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, as far as cloud ship and, like, you know, just only having two people, money is really really easy to come by when you don't have to split it with a bunch of people and you get paid well yep so and that's the only way i yep. make that work but i'm 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 even even with that providing what it does i'm I, I still find myself you know wanting to branch out and do more stuff so we'll see how that goes sure <coughs> you know it's interesting because like kind of what you're doing and maybe people in the audience whatever creative medium they're using with whatever like it's sort of oh like that was sort of like oh like I would like to do that where it's like playing gigs where you can make it's a job but then you yeah. can go off and do other things so it's like because this you know that's what I wanted to do is like play music right because that's all I was like that's what I wanted to do I knew it and I went to college and I dropped out because it wasn't interesting me same here and I just fell into I wasn't there for me yeah. yeah and so it's it's like interesting where it's like now you're in that situation and mm -hmm. you're like okay now I have to do you're you know feeling like filling out resumes and doing other type of work right um, interesting cycle <laughs> I don't know it, it's for me I guess I'm well, I don't guess I know I'm I'm very privileged man to just have had the um, the cycle of things happen for me because you know I've been I've been down pretty pretty damn low man you know what I mean just yeah. as far as kind of doing stuff I'm not proud of to survive you know and just I mean you know being like homeless you know what I mean and a lot of that stuff turned around for me you know what I mean with 
relative ease as compared to some other people, you know what I mean? Other people, you know, have had it, you know, just as bad and, you know, never get out of it. Um, so, um, like I said, just, you know, kind of the, the way my life went was really, is really nice because, you know, you have that, but now what I have, you know, the comfort, you know, that I live in is, um, is pretty cool, but I didn't, you know, I didn't graduate from college, you know what I mean, and I didn't go, I didn't do the, I didn't do the everything you're supposed to kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to get, you know, what I have now, so it's, you know, it, it's, it's pretty fortunate because I understand what it's like to have absolutely nothing, you know what I mean, and I understand what it's like to, you know, be working really hard to try to, you know what I mean, just, I don't know, exist, you know what I mean, and when you find yourself where I'm at now is like, yeah, you know, you have the music and it is, you know, providing, but I don't know, I guess stagnation is kind of a thing that you want to avoid. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, it's, um, once you get past just like the little weird fantasies that you have in your head, you know, about like, it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it gets really easy to put your resume together and let's go get some money so I can, you know, buy my wife nicer things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 it gets it gets easier to make those kinds of decisions. You know, and that cycle is, I guess, just, you know, the cycle you were talking about is, I guess, just what people go through when they're maturing. You know what I mean? No matter what your career is. You yeah, know? yeah. But like I said, I'm really lucky because, I mean, I, I play music, man. Like, even, even, as, even as broke as I was when I was, you know, still saying, like, no, I want to make it with music. You know what I mean? It was bad. But then I actually get to where I'm at now. And, I mean, it's, it's reasonably comfortable. I kind of sit around some days. I, I mean, I suppose that's the thing where it's like, people in the audience and I'm sure like, I, I relate to this where it's like what is making it mean and to each person that can be completely totally different um, well I mean making it is just a, it's a relative thing it's to what point right I think that's that's the better question to what point to what point where are you trying to get to yeah <laughs> bless you there's a lot of nature out here man it's a whole lot of nature out here no, my allergies are a really, really horrible thing to deal with. I'm gonna sneeze again, maybe like three times. <coughs> One, <coughs> two, <coughs> three. I told you. Now, are you like a, you want to be like? Do you prefer people say "bless you" when you sneeze? There's always been. I've always. I don't care. I fall into like trouble with this before because I fall into trouble with it too, just because <laughs> of the just this sheer this incredibly large scope of uh, different friendships that I have with different people um, I mean not that I have like more friends than anybody else but they're more varied that's for that's for damn sure like my friends are just from crazy different you know upbringings and religious views and political views and whatnot so the bless you thing is crazy the bless you thing is crazy because some people are like, don't put your mystical voodoo on me, and ew, you know what I mean? And some people are like, you're not going to say, bless you, man, that's messed up, man, you don't even care about me, man, you just want me to die, huh? The next time I sneeze, I'm going to die, you won't even care, man, that's messed up, man, you even say, bless you, man, that's messed up, man, you're evil, man, you want me to die, man, like, damn, you know? People are different about it, so <laughs> I don't, I, I, I tread lightly with it, um, sure. If I hear somebody else say bless you, I'll just say it because then it's reflexive and I wasn't the first one, so you're not going to yell at me. You know what I mean? But, I mean, there are, certain, there are definitely certain people who definitely do not want to hear it. Like, I mean, among my friends, and I'll say it. 
Like, I actually accidentally say it to those people sometimes, and I feel horrible. I'm like, ooh. Because he's all like, hail Satan. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't know, man. You know. I mean, obviously, I grew up Christian, so I mean, everybody, you know, everybody everywhere was saying, bless you. You, know, you went to Clovis schools, you know, bless you was a thing. But. No, yeah, yeah I totally know what you mean. That's, it's, it's, Nowadays, who knows? But, but, but. Most of my life, bless you, was a whole thing, and if you didn't say it, you were you were kind of a dick, I guess. It's just like when you don't tip, right? Yeah, it's like that uh, thing. <laughs> um, I tip. I always tip. I like to get tips, so I give them. It's a, it's a simple matter of, you know, giving you shall receive. Please. So. I guess the, you know, the speaking of being privileged or blessed. Okay. What is a favorite memory um, playing music? Do you have like a just just one that stands out to you? A favorite memory playing music. Um, like it could be a tour. It could be a tour story. I was. It could be, uh, we were doing House of the Rising Sun over at Goldstein's. It was at the end of a set. And Edson was there, so I had him play drums. And it was absolutely packed, and everybody was there, and people were just running around and dancing and whatnot. And I was standing on the table, and I was uh, windmilling my arm, uh, singing, you know, kind of like like a, like a rock and roll windmill kind of thing with the yeah. guitar, you know. I was doing that while I was singing. I hit this dude in the face, and he just, like, kept dancing. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, and then I... Uh, found him after everything was done and I was like hey man I'm sorry man I hit you in the head and he was like huh I was like never mind I'm out of here so yeah but yeah man that was a it was dope you know it was it was one of those like yeah I'm good at this and people think so and they come to see me do it because they like when I do it and it's you know when you're kind of writhing in it or basking in it it's a good it's a good feeling man it's a really, really good feeling. When you hear people singing along, I don't know. It's like when I was uh, it was on Tuesday night, I went to an open mic, a uh, comedy open mic, and uh, I did really well. People are laughing. You know, it's that same kind of feeling when people are laughing and you want them to laugh. Like when people are doing what you want them to do, but it's because they feel good. Like I'm making yeah. those people feel good. I'm doing my job. I'm accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. Yeah, that yeah that, that night out back in those teams was a pretty good one. That's a wonderful story. Um, yeah, I think that, that's the thing where it's just it's just it happens and it, everyone's in the moment and it's yeah. like it's this is great. Yeah, man, it's amazing. It's a really good feeling. Do you have one of those like band nightmare stories, like whether it's gear failing or something? Embarrassing moments where it's like, uh, um, nightmare stories. I would say Grizzly Fest when we played, we were playing Believer, and there was a part where it got quieter during the chorus, and I could actually hear the loop I'm supposed to be playing with. And we were just not on with it at all, at all. And I'm like, it's Grizzly Fest. 
we're off with the loop. Wonderful. You know, so that was, yeah, I don't know. That's a problem with me. Like maybe I don't speak up enough or whatever, or maybe I don't double check or whatever, because I could not hear that loop out of the monitor. And sure enough, as soon as I could hear it, I'm like, that is not where we're supposed to be. So, awesome. Yeah, that was bad. That was real bad. I was like, do you have friends come up and be like, hey, so was it, there was no, no notice at all? Like, was, it just, was it just in your head? Or? Nobody notices anything. <laughs> it's weird, man. You could <laughs> bomb a show, bro. You could bomb, tank, flop, go down, flaming, burning, destructive disaster. And people will be like, oh my God, you're so amazing. And I'm like, what the hell did you just see? What are you even talking? Who are you? Like, what are you? Were you here? You weren't here, huh? You just walked in, and you just talking. You just, you just saying that. Like, <laughs> people, I don't, man, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it because people definitely don't hear what I hear up there. And people say I sounded good when I don't. People say I did good when I didn't. People, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. It's crazy. It's real crazy. So these are all like Fresno situations you're talking about. Mm -mm. Uh, but I mean, like, but like the Grizzly Fest. Oh yeah, the memories. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. memories. So, oh yeah, no, yeah. the memories. You know, definitely. Um, so, just want to bring it back to Fresno, and, and what do you love about Fresno? The diversity. Um, the diversity of Fresno is something that I have had the privilege to experience very very intimately because I've had different friends from different you know walks of life and different um, ethnicities etc so um, that I think that's that's one of the biggest things um, and, and and that and that just you know spans different topics too whether it's the diversity of food or culturally or musically you know what I mean I hang out with metalheads I hang out with jazz dudes I hang out with hip-hop heads there are so many just different everything here and you wouldn't know it by like looking at it from an aerial view you know what i mean you would think it's this hick town and it is don't get me wrong but um the the diversity of fresno and just the crazy variance that you have between what people do what people are into and the crazy just like talented people we have here in all different aspects you know we have talented chefs that are in the bay getting you know michelin stars and magazine interviews and crazy stuff going on and then we have you know singers on broadway and we got you know just people doing all kinds of stuff from fresno and you know everybody would you know say nothing happens here but it's not true it's incredibly diverse on all levels the diversity for sure I would completely agree with that um, <laughs> um, that's one of the you know people in the audience might relate to this I think it's one of the reasons why I love Fresno um, yeah man and there's like oh there's nothing new are you sure there's like literally a shitload of things to do it's and yeah different conversations happening over there there's this it's like it's just there's a ton to do. There's a ton to do. If you're in Fresno for one month and you just look at a calendar of just all of the social events that are going on, it's crazy. You have any number, of, like, first of all, Art Hop. Just Art Hop. 
It's insane. Go downtown and you see what those man, like it's 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 like the garment district down there or something, man. It's crazy popping. You know, and then like and that's just one of it's one of a million things, you know. I mean I I, I would never go to it, but I mean we just have boots in the boots in the park. You know what I mean? That don't nonsense. You know, like we got I mean, we got all kinds of stuff going down out here. Don't never say it ain't nothing to do with Fresno, because it definitely is. It's false. It's nonsense. There's so much to do. So seeing Fresno and the verses it is and all the things that are happening at Fresno, what do you see for Fresno to improve and opportunities for the future? Um, I think that'll start honestly with uh, elevating our poor communities, our disenfranchised communities, because a lot of our um, a lot of our biggest assets come out of those communities. Yeah. Um, and that is not a for a lack of uh, it's not a lack of uh, suppression or you know what I mean, in, in, intentional you know what I mean, starvation, uh, figuratively and literally, that's going on in these. Uh, these communities and the more we get the more we get equal educational opportunity for schools on the west side and schools on the east side um, and stuff like that going I think the better off the town will be because it'll level the playing field and it'll have a lot of people see more of what's going on that is really not beneficial to the town like for example the fact that Angelinos and Bay Area rich kids are buying up all of the real estate here like why do I send my rent to Alhambra it's some nonsense man I'm not with it so that I, I, I think that's a big thing is um yeah I mean look at the tangent I just went on you know what I mean no, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it just so, so naturally branches out you know you're just you're giving it more educational opportunities more resources because then you'll I mean every everything will grow exponentially and it'll be in a better way because you'll have more you'll have more varying perspectives at the table you know offering input yeah I, I completely agree with that yeah so yeah the, the future of Fresno absolutely depends on elevating our disenfranchised communities and no 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 uh, Nothing else will even start to even start to make anything better than that. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, that's fucking truth. Um, yeah. Man. With your experience uh, being a musician and a human being. Um, what words of encouragement or advice or whatever would you give to people thinking about music or thinking about being creative or active still or like you know it, um i've already been cursing but am I, am I allowed to curse is that a thing you don't care okay good. Th this isn't this isn't like yeah per no that's perfect hey <laughs> fucking do it that's my advice fucking do it i'll say it again fucking do it there is there is nothing there is nothing else, man. I tell I tell my youngins this, especially if um you know they ask for advice or whatever about music or whatever. I'll tell them this. You know what people people ask? What's the meaning to life? And they think that's a complicated question <laughs> or some deep shit. It's not, man. You know what the meaning of a life is? If you want to be creative, 
that is the meaning of life. If you want to draw, you know what the meaning of your life is? For you, it don't matter about nobody else. It's your life that you're living. So you don't need to know the meaning of everybody else's life. <laughs> if drawing is what you're into and you love drawing and it like flows out of you and you think you want to do it for whatever reason, then do it. That's the meaning of your life. Like, it, it, kids want to take guitar lessons from me or whatever. I'm like, yo, whenever you want to play video games, play guitar. Whenever you want to watch TV, play guitar. Whenever you want to go hang out with that girl because she's really pretty. Guess what? She's not as pretty as you think she is, homeboy. Play guitar. I swear she's not as cute as you think she is. Bro, you know how many times I've gone back and I'm just like, why, young Freezy? Why, baby? Why? What were you looking at, dog? But anyway, yeah, that that is that is the advice I would give to anybody who wants to be creative. And it doesn't matter how old you are or anything like that because... What I had to learn, especially for me as a musician, like you know, I'm I'm, I'm not as I'm not as young as I look, um, and I and I won't stay looking young as much as I drink. But anyway, um, I'm not as young as I look. You know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not as young as I behave either. But I mean, and there's not a shelf life necessarily, but there but there is, but there isn't. If you're a 40 year old guy and you want to start making music, yo, as long as you don't think you're gonna be a pop icon, you'll be fine. Use your resources, read up. I won't say do research, but read up. You know what I mean? Do do your due diligence on learning the craft and what it's about. And if you want to succeed therein, how to do so. Because if you're just going to waffle, if you're just going to waffle around and not really, you know what I mean, put put any thought into the, to the machinations behind what you're trying to do, then no, don't do it. But if you're going to do it, then do it. Because there's there's no bigger myth than the idea that there isn't, uh, there isn't a formula. Every single thing has a formula. Every single thing. I don't want to hear that nonsense. There's no surefire way to get famous. Yes, there is. It might take longer for some people. That's fine. But the absolute surefire way to get famous is understand the understand the arena that you're in learn it learn how the plumbing works and learn the architecture of the building learn like you know figuratively speaking you know what i mean learn all that learn the ins and outs learn who's producing records learn who's working at their office learn who goes to the bar around the corner from you you know what i mean that you just happen to see that works at this office and you're like hey man so now you become friends with that dude and now all of a sudden they're pushing their you know your music to whatever or whoever it there's there's always a way to get around the who you know thing like there's always but there's also the fact that you have to put time in you have to practice you have to make sure you have a product that's worth consuming there is a formula. Is it a simple formula? No. Is it easy to do? No. You have to put time and you have to put effort in and it has to be constant. Otherwise, you're just going to drown in a sea of people who might be better than you but don't work as hard or might work as hard but or might, or might work way harder but not be as good as you. And then you're going to be mad at both of those people because you're not succeeding. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely had. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? It's like, it's like you're like speaking the little like things in my head where I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, oh, shit. It's, it, but you know, so it, you you have to put in the time. You have to gain the understanding by educating yourself on your field and your craft, and you have to be creative with whatever resources you have. And resources is a broad term. Yeah. Like if you if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, go talk to that person. Go do that. 
it's not hard and you don't have to be Justin Bieber to make a living in music and you don't have to be Justin Bieber to have fun playing music in places that aren't your hometown you you don't you don't you don't need any of that so just do it because it's doable and there absolutely is a formula the formula is effort <laughs> it's effort it's all you need is effort and honesty because if you put in enough effort and you're not good then then you're not good go find something else to do <laughs> you know what i mean but it'll it'll start to be very apparent if you just put in effort if you can succeed or not and once you see a little bit of success and then you keep putting effort in it'll just build because it just has to i've been doing this band for almost 10 years and we were getting paid 50 bucks for some shows we were not getting paid for some shows man i won't leave my house for less than 300 dollars for me not the band so like it you know, and, and and that's not a lot of money no it isn't but I mean, that's my but that's my like bottom 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 line is like yo like I I can book somewhere who will pay me that so what are we gonna do? Because I don't if I don't play I don't eat, and I like really expensive food. <laughs> to extend the metaphor, so yeah, man, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know. Luckily for me, my my wife uh, you know helps out with that kind of stuff, but. Just she's a really neat person. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's a you know, that's a that's a life circumstance that, you know, is fortunate for me. And we all have our different circumstances, you know what I mean? Some people aren't gonna be able to do what I do or the way I do it. But as long as you're honest and realistic about the vision and you're absolutely willing to put in the work, just do it. Just fucking do it. If you're honest about it and you actually can succeed, you will over time. Talent plus time plus effort equals success. Period. I'd agree with that. Um, final question. You know, we're beginning, the beginning of summer, kind of, you know, it was 100 degree day today. Uh, kind of cooling off, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, what are you looking forward to personally in the future? Being the dude who um, has multiple streams of income from a variety of, uh, I don't know, different genres, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, Um, you know, like music, you know what I mean, or doing IT, or, you know, consulting, or whatever, you know, I want to have, I want to have different forms of different forms of income not not only because it's income but because I'm just a multifaceted person I don't know I, I want to I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting to where I'm going you know I'm, I'm taking um, I took an IT exam on Tuesday you know what I mean and I have you know a few different projects that I'm working on and I'm you know I've been doing my community outreach stuff and you know what I mean like a community organizing things like that, and I'm getting my resume together, and I'm realizing that, wow, like, you know, I could work at this, you know, I could work at that, you know what I mean, and the really cool thing is, is I don't have to take a job I don't like, because I pay my bills right now, so, whatever I, you know, whatever I do get, or even, I mean, even if I go work at Bentley's, man, 
you know, expand my gear knowledge and work at the foremost drum shop on the western seaboard, literally. So I don't know. Um, I guess yeah, just being being that dude who kind of has his his hands in everything. Yeah, because I'm kind of that right now, and it feels good. But I want it. I want it on a larger scale. I want to be that dude who travels. You know, because I have to, not just because I want to. Because I want to as well, but because I have to, because I have to manage all the shit that I do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want it. I want that kind of thing. It, it, and once again, it's it's not it's not about money. It's about like I, I want I want a I want a worldwide community, man. I want to be like I want to be a real cyberpunk again. To where I'm, yeah, like I have like a I have a worldwide community, and I just kind of do what I want. I think that's really beautiful. Um, that's really, that's just beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I've always been, I've always been influenced by, you know, anime, but specifically, um, like, dystopian future, you know, cyberpunk type shit, you know, Ghost in the Shell, you know, Akira, you know, um, like, Dominion Tank Police and, and all of that stuff, you know, that, that shit changed my life, man, you know, just looking at, you know, kind of a vision for the future, but then you realize that life imitates art, and, like, I live there now. I live there now. <laughs> and I, uh, I see my place in this world because I mean it's just a big ass movie that, that that a bunch of people are watching from different points of view and that they happen to live in but it's just a big movie and I know the character I want to play now it took me a while to find that but I know the character that I want to play now and it's like an RPG and I'm just kind of leveling up and I know what skills I'm supposed to be putting my points in because before I didn't really know but a lot of but I was putting my I, w I was inadvertently putting my points in the right skills for a long time and now I'm like yo wait a minute when did I level this perk I, how do I even have this? What? This is a, did I get this perk? When did I when did I buy this perk? Um, so you know, it, it, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to. That's what I can say. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to being a fleshed out version of the character that I built for myself a long time ago, and now it actually is just kind of happening in a really organic way. And I find myself kind of excited about it, but kind of nervous because I'm really into self-sabotage. Like, I'm the best at that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, am I going to fail even though I could succeed? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's what kind of worries me. But the prospect of success, though, and that doesn't involve a bunch of money. It involves some money because, you know, I have to survive and buy food and shit. I don't want to be like a billionaire. I don't want to be the richest dude in the world. But I do want all the stuff that I want, which is not the stuff that everybody wants. So, yeah, I want to be able to go wherever I want, and people know me. Not just because like I'm the coolest dude in the world, because but because I formed a relationship and I built a network. I have that now. I can go to Louisville and hang out with the grandson of the dude who found a Louisville slugger. It'll make me the biggest steak that I've ever seen. And all he did was just leave it on a counter and put some salt on it and say we're going to leave that there for an hour. And I'm like, what? He's like, trust me, I know how to eat steak. I'm like, what? It's like, you know, I don't know. It's crazy that I have the friends that I have. 
And that's always one thing that I've wanted is to have friends everywhere and it's happening now. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to the future being what it is because apparently I'm doing exactly what I always wanted to do. Apparently. It's just weird to be happy about it because I'm not a happy person. <laughs> like, so I have to like decide to feel the way I feel now about it, which is really happy and really, really hopeful about the future. So yeah, leveling up. I'm looking forward to leveling up. That's all. This is uh, Jonathan Lofi. I've been hanging out with my dear friend Brandon Freeman. Yep. I'll see you all down the line. This has been a No Life Fresno production, a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com. And check out our full blog of No Life Fresno content, including these recordings, at nolifefresno.com. Music by Jonathan Lofi.